0: You sound like you are in a hurry to get somewhere else. Like, probably to sleep because you have to wake up (laughs) early tomorrow, right?
1: A little bit, but also I just wanted to get the clap out of the way. Because we tend to forget until, like, seven minutes in.
0: True! That's true. And I
1: have to, like, scrub for it.
0: Oh, no.
1: Um, but it's good. Good! It's all good now.
0: It's all Gucci. I can't
2: think of
1: anything that rhymes with that. And I um, kind of... Alright. Welcome to the Hamstake Podcast, where we talk about Homestuck and read it to you. Um, my name is Alex, and I almost. haven't read Homestuck before.
0: <laughs> that is almost what we do. We, we all almost. literally read. There's another podcast... I don't remember what they're called. We'll put it in the show notes. There's at least one podcast that does or has... Um, Adapted.
1: Let me tell you about Homestuck.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And they they have undertaken the task of um, adapting Homestuck to radio, and it's very good and very like I don't know. It's 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 like fun to listen to, but we are not that dedicated, so we're just gonna basically give you like bad cliff notes, bad and biased cliff notes. Yeah, <laughs> is what you're getting here.
1: Yeah, I mean we try to like do some. Literary analysis of it, but...
0: So does Cliff Notes.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Here's the themes. Right. So...
1: Bad Cliff Notes. That's us. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I know we missed the episode last week, and we're, heads up, gonna miss another episode next week. I'm really sorry. I'm in grad school. I have no time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm um, kind of... I'm working full-time and kind of technically in school full-time. So, same. Um, It's okay, time isn't real. No, but it is important to us to um, have this podcast as a priority, so don't worry about it, like, disappearing, because we're going to see this through to the end.
0: Oh, yes. We'll we'll be old and gray, and (laughs) recording episode 102, or whatever. Yeah. Just, like, the internet has been outmoded, and we're still...
1: (laughs) We're just, like... Like, talking into a tin can in the middle of the desert. <laughs> We're becoming the the future desert friends.
0: Oh my gosh. Full yeah. circle. Full circle. Mobius double reach around. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Homestuck.
0: Oh, wait, I didn't say who I am. I'm Lydia. I've read Homestuck before. That's, that's Alex.
1: Yeah. Um, so we start off this week... <laughs> We start up this week uh, with at page four six eight eight. It's a nice where, looking number. Yeah, sure. Um, Karkat, <laughs> so Carcat is um, basically I'm full of shit. Carcat is wrangling <laughs> John and Dave to have a, a Frank talking to with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in in a in a chat room called Fruity Rumpus Asshole Factory. Mm-hmm. Which is the best thing.
1: Um, which he's, he's lured Dave into by uh, giving it like a, a banner made of shitty clip art.
2: <laughs> Dave can't um, resist.
1: Yeah.
0: Says kryptonite.
1: <laughs> um, so basically, he yells at them to uh, not trust Terezi and Vriska because they're playing games with them and flirting with them.
0: Basically. Well, so, okay, so it's kind of weird, because, so, the, the counsel that he's giving them is completely legitimate, right? He's like, they are embroiled in this, like, weird, competitive, like, rivalry, and they won't even admit they're in a rivalry, and, like, they're manipulating you, which is all true. But he's, he's doing it out of, like, sort of weird jealousy reasons, Mm -hmm. kind of slash like a desire to like romantically mediate everything and it's like i don't know and it's also car cat and so everything is 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 filtered through a bunch of effusive rage um he leads on with everybody shut the fuck up i hate you both etc 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 which is like more flies of honey but um (laughs) nice vinegar you got there but um So it's like, it's like the most ineffective possible way to like deliver this very useful and important advice that he's trying to avert, like, you know, death, catastrophe.
1: (laughs) Basically. Um, And this is where John learns about the romantic quadrants and he asks, how many are there? (laughs) Which is really endearing.
0: (laughs) They call him out for, I think Karkat like yells at him for not... John, the,
1: John also like calls him an idiot for it. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, Dave. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's funny. Um, and so John hadn't considered, um, that Vriska had been flirting with him. Um, and then he and Dave kind of like talk about like Dave, John's like, Oh, like I've never really had like that kind of relationship before. Like, I don't know. Cause they're like 13 year olds. Um, But basically, they're just talking about this in front of Karkat, ignoring him completely. Mm -hmm. And then Karkat's like, I think you're missing the point. And Dave's like, it doesn't concern you.
0: (laughs) Serious romance discussions happening here. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. Like, it is, I don't know, it's interesting for me to be reading all of these conversations between 13-year-old boys, which was not something, like, uh, that is not a stratum of humanity with which I was ever a peer, like, and familiar with at the time. Like, I didn't really talk to boys at that age. And so it was, like, it's, like, weird. And I don't know how accurate it is.
1: I mean, I don't know either because, um, like, I did have these conversations about, like, oh, like, I have feelings for this person. Um, but it was only with girls.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, who knows how boys talk about these things to each other. It's mysterious.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Carcat's really weird and, like, I don't know, get, like, Dave and Carcat exchange from some like, weirdly bigoted in, like, ways that are semi-hard to place even, like, insults at each other, which, like, yeah. whatever, hussy is lazy, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got kind of, like, one of my questions that was at the back of my mind gets answered, which uh, is that trolls um, don't have a hang-up about incest in the way that humans do, which which explains the um, relationships between all the trolls who we know are, like, lab-created and related.
0: Right. Yeah, you know what? That's true. They are related, but I guess it's...
1: It doesn't yeah. really matter to them.
0: It doesn't really matter to them. I was gonna, I was gonna say because, like, in regular troll society, it's so much stuff all going in one bucket that it really doesn't matter.
1: Mm. And although
0: it's probably not so good that you know, there's only the twelve of them. That's probably not so great. But there's twelve, so it's like enough that it's probably not a huge deal.
1: So. Yeah, because it um, basically what uh, Karkat is saying is like you shouldn't be focusing on these like alien uh, girls to romance because you need to, uh, repopulate your species. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then he like,
0: which John is like, "Ah!"
1: yeah, John's like really just taken aback and like, doesn't know how to respond to that. And basically uh, like eventually he blurts out like, uh, we're kind of related though. And Kargan's like, oh, I forgot that matters to you. Oh, Uh, right. The
0: bizarre human taboo of incest, I think is what he says.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but then he like draws a really shitty diagram. For them, of like, how to do it properly, which is just like the four of them, and then an arrow between Jade and Ro- uh, Jade and Dave and R- John and Rose. Uh, and Dave's like, "Wow, that's really terrible drawing."
2: Yeah, that's really Thank- bad.
1: Thanks for the shipping chart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Call back to Nepeta's uh, shipping charts.
1: Mm-hmm. That was good.
0: Then there's a game.
1: Yeah, uh, it's really cute. It's really good. Yeah, um, I'm glad you liked it. I loved it. Um, so this one is a different style than what we've seen before. It's like a 16-bit pixel style, uh, and is really reminiscent of Earthbound, which is intentional.
0: Oh, see, I've never played Earthbound, so I didn't. I didn't catch I've,
1: the. I've also never played it, but like I recognize the like the basically like the the sprites <clears throat> are in the same style, like they have the same proportions and, like one of the only things I know about Earthbound is, like, the the walking animation is very distinctive. Hmm. And it's basically what these guys are doing. Like, it's the exact same. It's just, like, the flip.
2: That
0: weird, like, hopping... Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, it does, does strike me as pretty odd.
1: And yeah, that's, like, taken directly from Earthbound. And there's also some really nice music.
0: There is... What do you think of Carcat's music?
1: Uh, it's Grating after like a few loops, um, but it's a nice like it's in a it's an interesting melody I guess.
2: Mm.
0: It's this like if you haven't listened to it, which you should. Everybody should go and listen to all of the Homestuck albums, which are free on Bandcamp, and well, they're free to listen on Bandcamp. They're very good. Carcat's um, theme is like this like. Uh, sort of, like, ominous but comical, like, repetitive bass line, and then, like, this, like, annoying, like, semi-maniacal, like, flutes thing. It's really simultaneously, it, it's, like, it's it's, like, farcically imposing, kind of, which is exactly... How Carcat is and like not as in like it's imposing in spite of being farcical. Like it tries to be imposing, but it is farcical. Anyway, it's really annoying and it like is stuck in my head all the time now. And
1: like, which is like <laughs> yeah, it,
0: accurate like, to Carcat. Like it makes sense, but ugh.
1: the first like impre- like the first like thought that I had when I heard- when I s- it started playing was like a uh, a gothic castle level. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like. I haven't played Castlevania, but it's like, that's the name that I thought of, because Mm -hmm. it's like about going into Dracula's castle and all that.
0: Fighting and Dracula.
1: Fighting and Dracula. Nice. Or multiple Dracula. Um,
0: Good pluralization.
1: Yeah. Keep up. Um, (laughs) So uh, basically, you start out controlling Tarkat and you can go over to each of the other trolls and talk to them. And the first one that you're kind of led to is, um, to And you see that there's an option to switch to her. Uh, and so at first I thought that there was going to be like an option to switch to each of the trolls <laughs> and like, like have an exponential, like 144, I guess, like amount of interactions. Yeah. Or is that, or would that be like, uh, no, the other one?
0: It'd be 144 because it's okay. pairwise. So it's to the power.
1: Right. Um, luckily, you can only control, uh, Karkat, Terezi, and Riska.
0: And future Kanaya, but she only, like, has, like, one interaction.
1: Yeah, there's a couple that you can, like, quote-unquote control future, but it's just, like, one thing that they do.
0: Oh, wait, I only got Kanaya! Wait, you gotta remind me about all the other ones.
1: Yeah, I have those. Okay. Um, and yeah, you just, like, this is at the point just after Karkat has woken up, um... After, uh, fainting at the sight of, uh, Tavros' blood.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and everyone, like, it's an hour later, and everyone's like, you're still worried about that? Like, calm down, everything's fine.
0: Right. And meanwhile, Terezi has just received and traced the, um, transfer of money from Dave. So those wheels have just started spinning.
1: Right. So yeah, he hasn't heard of the humans yet. Um, so yeah, so the first one that... Uh, I talked to was uh, and I I assume you two, because it was kind of... The line of sight was led to that. Pretty much. Um, And she says... She basically fills him in on that money thing, and that the humans exist. And then uh, Karkat says, Now if you excuse me, I've got a lot of important stuff to do. Terezi says, You mean a lot of wandering around talking to people aimlessly? And Karkat's like, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which is great. Um, She's got him. I also want to uh admire the sprite work on the conversations because it's really good, yeah, um yeah, like the basically it's like each troll is given a different like silhouette finally, or like not like like they've always like in the more detailed art like you see them more detailed, um, but now you get to like see them together and, right. like, compare them to each other, yeah, which is really interesting. And they're animated in a like really cute ways,
0: yeah,
1: uh it's really cute and really good, and conveys a lot of character
0: it really did, I guess that's true that's one of the the few times that you actually that you see I think this might be one of the only times that you see the trolls animated and talking to each other, mm-hmm. so it's like it's like very, very informative characterization
1: yeah, it definitely like brings them down to earth. I was hey. trying to avoid. I was trying to avoid the saying humanizing them, but that also doesn't work.
0: Unfortunately, we are planetist.
1: Yeah. Um so after Teresi, uh Aridan is there. He sure is. Um and basically I'm just gonna go, you wrote down everything. I just kind of like took the highlights. Okay. Um Aradan says that he doesn't like that Gamzee has his uh, horns out in a pile.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and one of the only things in this room, besides the trolls, is like an enormous pile of shitty horns that Gamzee has and that Gamzee is dancing around or dancing beside.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Gamzee, when he talked to him, is twirling by the horn pile and he wants Carquette to nap in it.
0: Carquette's <laughs> like, mm, I'm never going to sleep again. No one can
1: sleep again. Right, because yeah, Carcat has just woken up from uh, Prospect exploding.
0: Yeah, that was a little traumatic for him. I think mm-hmm. he won't say what he saw. I don't remember how no, much of this yeah, actually comes up in his. We don't. But... We don't
1: know yet what he actually saw.
0: Yeah, but he like um, won't... people have asked him and he like won't talk about
1: it. Yeah. Um, so then we talked to Kanaya, and you mentioned that you don't really like her talks, right?
0: I don't like her talk sprite because her face is a super weird shape, and she looks like... Like, she has this very, like, narrow, pinched face, and I, mm. I've always imagined Kanaya as having, like, a really big, like, like, like wide, like, heart-shaped face, and instead she looks, like, super, like... Gaunt. I, and, yeah, and, like, she looks gaunt, and, like, sort of waspish, and, like, I don't imagine her like that at all. I, imagine, I always imagine her as, like, very tall and, like, kind of, like, waif-like.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I I think I agree that her sprite is the least um, congruent with what I thought of her as.
0: Yeah. But I think part of that is also because they are pixel art, and, like, it's really hard to do pixel art.
1: I don't know. I disagree. I think that there's a lot of really subtle characterization that can get across in this, like, in this, like, Resolution.
0: Oh, totally. I just think that it's hard to do that, and like sometimes it's not successful. Like I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily that like
1: Huzzy thinks think... she
0: looks like that. It's just like failure. I think
1: religion. it. Is. No, I think it is that Hussey thinks she looks like that because like oh. the other eleven out of twelve were really well done.
0: Oh, the other thing is, he, I don't think he drew them. Like a lot of times on these games, um, he brings another artist to do the. Accents, oh right. No.
1: Yeah. I so. assume that. I assumed that he like he drew the poses and then someone else animated them.
0: Uh, no, I mean, like, he'll completely, like, wholesale just be like, you draw this, you draw this, you draw this, go. And he'll, like, write the game, but then he he farms out all the art. So, I don't know, we have to look at the credits. Um, but anyway, can I just write it weird? I'll like it.
1: If we look at the credits, I bet Toby Fox is involved.
0: I would not be shocked.
1: Earthbound. Um.
0: Carcass theme especially felt, having played Undertale now, it was like, oh, some Undertale music. Oh,
1: yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet he. <laughs> I bet he was involved in the in the songs. Um, do you want to describe some interactions?
0: Yeah, I mean, so a lot of these run together for me. I kind of regret writing down all of them because so many of them are just kind of little like flavor interactions, and there's nothing substantive going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Briska
1: she, has a Briska has a really great hair flip animation.
0: Oh, she does. So, Briska like. Oh, oh man, first in the flash. She like half the time is like kind of kind of bizarrely charming. And then mm-hmm. half the time it's just like the most garbage human beat. Well, the most garbage person, like garbage, yeah. garbage person. Awful. She goes I think the worst thing that she does is she she goes up to um she goes up to Tabros. And Kauros has just gotten his metal legs put on. And she's like, hey, those look great. Being able to walk really suits you. You were so boring when you were... And she calls him a cripple. Like, I'm so sorry that that had to happen to you. May I remind you she deliberately had him throw himself off a cliff in an attempt to murder him. Like... Mm -hmm oh man and then so and then she she's like, "Hey, those look so good. I bet you you want to go test them out on some stairs, and he's like, "Well, actually, I'm not supposed to put them on stairs and she like convinces him to go on stairs, which have we seen him attempt stairs on those yet? I feel like yeah. it, we saw it a while back when we were Maybe. jumping around temporarily. he's gonna fall down the stairs. <laughs> it's not a huge spoiler, but um he like, ah so mad like it's clearly like bad for him and she's like she's terrible yeah
1: it's terrible but but it's just to set up like a an aqueous saying i told him about the stairs joke it is um yeah so i don't know i just want to like i guess we shouldn't like talk about every single interaction but i'll just say that the future things that you didn't write down i guess
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um the first one that we see is or the first one that i saw was um Future Peppery, mm-hmm. um, after Carcat tells her not to go to sleep. Um, cause Durst is gone as well as Prospet. Um, and he assumes that the bad thing that he saw will happen to everyone when their planet's gone. Right. Um, she in the future, like after that dialogue, if you say be future Peppery, she's asleep on the pile of horns. <laughs> um, future Aradia has exploded. For reasons we do not yet know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Future Kanaya finds out from Karkat that the Green Sun is uh, someone's plan to defeat Noir. Uh, And then it's a long shot. Or like, Karkat says that, but maybe she already knew. He, apparently, that isn't very helpful information.
0: Yeah, we're not given a lot of info about the Green Sun. It just keeps getting, like, bandied around as, like... A prospect.
1: mm Hmm. Um, future error, and I think the last one is future error. Dance computer is blown up
0: by the seer, which is somebody's mm-hmm. title. We don't know who yet.
1: Right. Um,
0: I'm going uh, to think. What? Go ahead.
1: Sorry. Um, something that Aradia says that's interesting is that basically Aradia here is really um, morose and um, kind of like. at a a loss for, like, she doesn't want to do anything because no matter what she does, it'll, uh, both initiate and be the, like, the result of paradoxical, uh, causality. Right. Um, and she just, like, doesn't want to be implicated in that anymore. But she says, like, no matter what we do, like, I want to tell you to, like, I think that you, you're going to start trolling Karkat. Like, she says to Karkat, you're going to start trolling and that's a bad idea, um, trolling the humans, and that's a bad idea, but there's no way to stop you, and I'm telling you about it, and you have no idea what I'm talking about, but it doesn't matter, because you're going to do it anyway. And she says, like, the thing that she says that caught my eye was, like, she says the two universes are two sides of the same Mobius strip, which is a really interesting analogy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe literal uh, S- cosmology. Sort of,
0: yeah, because of the... Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not like, understand yet?
1: I mean, like, to me, the obvious thing that's been like hinted at in the past several hundred pages is that um, the human kids create the trolls universe, just as the trolls cr- create the human kids universe. It's an interesting in a, theory. In a, uh, a paradoxical cosmological cycle.
0: That's an interesting theory. My fist is so far in my mouth right now.
1: (laughs) I mean, I won't talk about why that. There's evidence for that, either.
0: No, please do, please do. I just I can't comment at all. But I think (laughs) you should totally comment on your developing pressures because I think that's an important part of the story.
1: Well, we know that like the humans' session is doomed, and so if that is um, taken at face value, it means that they cannot. Um, create the Trolls universe but maybe their plan that we don't know anything about yet is to do it in another way or to do something different to create the Trolls universe or something Hmm. but I don't know I don't know about that all I know is that the creation of the Trolls universe is an open question right now
0: gotcha that is consistent (laughs) with what we have seen so far is all I can say. I can fact check you on our reading so far and
1: that, that seems accurate. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that I like, that I did in this was um, talk to Peppery as Briska. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peppery like starts off really like cold and distant. Uh, and Briska's like, what's going on? And Trevor's like, oh, did it work? Like, did I, did I mess with you? And then Vriska's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you did. That's kind of impressive, actually. Um, And I don't know, like, like, all these interactions, like, even with the awful ones, like, they're all just so charming. And because they're not real people, I can, like, enjoy these awful kids, like, being awful to each other, but not, like, When they're not, like, directly harming each other. And it's just, like, these weird, inhuman character interactions. It's just really fascinating.
0: Right, when they're, like, antagonizing each other. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, I had never... I always kind of just thought that, like, the writing wasn't landing for me. But I think you're right. I think... Because if you think about it, like, the kids... The human-kids interactions, like, always land for me. I really do think that he's trying to write them as alien in a way that I didn't necessarily... Because it's subtle. Um, and I just have never grasped it until this read through.
1: Yeah, because, like, they are, like, mostly, like, a lot of their interactions are very toxic. Um, but that's just, like, how they work sociologically. Right. Um, and it's just, like, I don't know, it's not something that I would want to be a part of, but it's something that is fascinating to see the interpretation of.
0: It really is.
1: Especially ha- with, especially with these cute sprites.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's, they're very, they're very full of character.
1: I hope that like in the theoretical Homestuck game that was postponed indefinitely.
0: Oh no. What?
1: Oh, the, like the studio that, uh, they, that Hussey hired to like develop it, stole all the Kickstarter money.
0: What? I yeah. Missed is that a, news item.
1: That's like a couple years old. What? Like I like the, the last they thing didn't... I
0: remember is seeing a bunch of process art. Oh wait, no, I think I do remember that. So they stole all the money, but then he did find other people to work on it. But it's just like now it's going to take so long, and they don't have yeah, anything. Like, so yeah, that sucks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is woo.
1: Anyway, if they do, if they do have a game come out eventually, I hope it's art similar to this mm-hmm. because these sprites are really cute. I love them. (laughs) I'm going to like find some rips of them and like plaster them all over my blog. I'm not, I won't do that.
2: (laughs) Hey,
0: I'm not going to stop you.
1: You should should please do if I do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will delete them off of your blog. You're welcome. Oh, um, so one other thing that like little thing that came up here that is sort of important, um, I suppose I shouldn't tell you that it's important, but it keeps coming up and I think it's interesting anyway, is that, so, I don't know if you've noticed by now that, like, people keep, keep getting referred to by titles, so we've had, like, the, what are some ones, I don't want to, like, I can't remember which ones we have and haven't seen already, so I don't want to, I know that later in this, ep, in this reading, um, Gamzee talks about having been the, the bard of something.
1: Yeah, the bard of, fuck, I can't remember.
0: Yeah. And, um, a raid, when you find out what it is, you're gonna be, you're gonna, I don't know, it's funny. Um, and then when, um, when Erdin's computer blows up, um, uh, it's by the seer, um, who we later find out is Rose, or, um, I think, I think, uh, we've also seen Teresi referred to as the, as the seer, um, mm-hmm. Friska is the thief, I'm trying to remember some other ones, but those are the only, the only ones that come to the top of my head, but, um.
1: Okay, those, like, those are just all, like, falling off me. Like, none of, the, none, of, none of those are sticking. None of those to, have landed? Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm tr- trying to think of the imagery, but, um, yeah, none of those mean anything to me yet. Okay. I'm sure that I will remind myself of them once they become relevant.
0: I'm just checking. Yeah, it's interesting to watch, like, at what point this knowledge sinks in for you, because for me it's all just like, oh, yeah, and the name, there's, I had they have, those things have names that I can't say. Um, <laughs> that's an important named concept that is uh, explained and expositioned in great overbearing detail later. Um, <laughs> but uh, we haven't gotten there yet, so I don't know. I guess I was just trying to see if it seemed interesting. We have a question pertaining to them <laughs> that I can't bring up until they're on your mind, so i got to wait.
1: Um, anyway, yeah, so- <laughs>
0: if, you've read, if you've read it before, you've been paying attention, and like it might be interesting to watch them get doled out. And if you haven't read it before... Mm, we just poured your pants off. you're welcome. then John connects to Jade
1: John connects to Jade um
0: but Very before he can
1: and so he sees her, and before he can rescue her, uh Nana Sprite throws a pie at his face and knocks him off the house
0: and cackles and catches him with
1: a vent-hmm um and then they talk in the clouds um and they catch up because they've been looking for each other for the past while. Mm -hmm. And she gives him an amulet that lets him summon her, which he was supposed to get, like, a long time ago, and which we see that Rose and Dave already have.
0: Right. Right. We never actually saw them receive those amulets, right?
1: No, but you, I assume, like, you get that from your, you get it from your sprite at a certain level that John passed a long time ago.
0: Ah, I see.
1: It's a boon. The boon. Yeah. Um so then uh, they just talk for a while and she's proud of him uh and she also mentions that uh he's been he's climbed up the ladder much faster than she did in her youth which is interesting because that implies that she played the game in her youth.
0: does it? or are echeladders one of those uh No, we've games? it's
1: it's been, estab- it's been established that it's like it's um Particular to the game. When? Last time, I think. What? Yeah. I think so. I'm, pr- I'm very sure of that. That the, this ladder like, maybe other games have different ladders, but, like, this game, like, the ladder is for the game. John didn't have an echeladder before he started playing Spurb.
0: That's true. I remember them going up a wrong on their escheladder, being introduced as soon as they got into the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so we see a little uh, cute pixel rose. Not a game this time, but just like an, an animation. Uh, and she, it's her on the beach where she was before. Um, and she's getting hassled by a bunch of trolls. Yep. Um, so the first one that we get, um, it's Airdan, but um, I forgot, I mixed up his and Feffrey's handles. And so for most of this page, I was very confused <laughs> that Feffrey was being awful to Rose. And then it didn't make any sense, uh, but it's Airdan. So, of course, he's being awful to Rose. Uh, he's, like, he's spade-eyes for her. Um, he's
0: spade-eyes for everybody. That was a trope in the game, too, that we didn't really go over. Yeah. He's just, like, rival-thirsty for, like, everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, so he thinks that she has, um, like, noble human blood. Because uh, she like... in pink. Right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Um... But no. Um, <laughs> she's like nah. <laughs> well, she's basically
0: uh, having none of him.
1: Like, she's also like yeah, like he he starts off with like yelling at her that magic isn't real. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then he wants to learn "quote unquote" magic from her. Yeah. Uh, and in return, he wants to teach her about how blood works, and she's just like, I don't care about that. Uh, and so she's like, Yeah, I'll teach you some magic. Here's your first. Le- here's your first lesson. Uh, and he blows up her computer. Or she blows up his computer.
0: It's really good. It's really good. He deserved it completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's um, he's very, like, bunged up lately about, like, magic not being a thing. And, like, he's really mad that Rose uses magic. Um, Which
1: is also interesting because he was very specifically, uh, like, right next to and hating Gamzee in the game.
0: Right, and Gandhi's whole thing is also sort of mystical.
1: Is like mir- magic. Right. Magnets.
0: <laughs> right, which we have not quite gotten to yet, but... hmm
1: Fucking
0: magnets. How do
1: they work? Um, yeah. Um, and now Aradia is talking to Rose, and she basically begs her to stop tearing the session apart. Um.
0: Yeah. It's... And she's like, I
1: know, she's like, I know that, like, it feels good, like, I know the feeling of, like, wanting to destroy things, um, but it's just not worth it. Yeah. And, like, like, and she's like, you should stop listening to the voices. Which is, like, because Aradia was, like, very haunted by the voices of the dead. Yeah. Um, or is it, is she the one with the dead or the old gods? Um. I think Solix is the dead. Yeah yeah Aradia
0: was the dead and the old gods, I think, and then Solix was the uh, imminently deceased,
1: oh uh, okay, yeah, God, so many oh my God,
0: a lot of voices,
1: yeah, um, and so she's like, I know, like like, don't listen to the old gods, basically, um, like they don't control you, and then uh Rose just disconnects, she's not interested
0: yeah and meanwhile so as Aradia's is trying to tell her this like Aradia knows full well that none of anything she says will actually have any effect but she just like feels so compelled to like just say it anyway and she's like tortured every time she tries to talk to someone we saw it in the game and we see it now like she's just like
1: right really yeah. struggling
0: with it she knows exactly what's going to happen and
1: i actually i jumped the gun there um this isn't the end with the radio. She, like, she tries to, like, she basically has a like, kind of a meltdown. Yeah. Um, about, like, things being predestined. And she tries to, like, well, she, like, not only not really tries, but she's like, oh, like, I might as well just, like, say random things. And, like, then the paradox space won't know what I'm gonna say. And she's says like, bleep, bloop, bloop. Uh, and she's like, oh, look, I'm not typing without zeros anymore. Oh, like, rivet, rivet, rivet. I control it now. And Rose just sends an O underscore O face. Uh, and then Aradia loses it at that. Because that's radius thing. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I know you didn't mean to do that, that but that's just so funny. Um, and then she mentions her like circuits, and Rose is just so confused. And Aradia's like, I'm just gonna go. And Rose is like, no, wait, you're actually interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, she, I mean, she she makes a suicide threat and then leaves. And she doesn't follow through with it, but she says, maybe I should just she says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to hook my power source up to my random number generator and randomly blow myself up. Mm -hmm. Which we think is is about to be how and why she blows up, but then uh, in the next panel, after she disconnects we see her, like, with her head in her hands, thinking how she's not sure why she would even do that. Like, she's just frustrated.
1: She, well, she says that there would be no logic behind that. Right. Um, which is ominous because she's trying to do random things.
0: Right.
1: Uh, anyway, so yeah, we haven't seen her blow up yet. But we do see in the background that Aridan's uh, computer is blown up. Had it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, he had it coming. Uh and now Napetta asks Rose if she can talk to uh Jaspers because um she misses a cat presence in her life because her Lucis Leon de Pounce, or Pounce de Leon, Leon is is dead, apparently. Yeah.
0: Because all the all their Luci died.
1: Oh right, yeah. Um and so Rose summons Jaspers. Um and I just took a note that this was like the first time since we started this reading that we saw, like, the doofy, like, blank stare, smiley face art for any of the characters. Huh. Because it's just been so dramatic this entire time. Yeah. And then, and also the, like, pixels and uh talk sprites. That's true. Yeah, it's like, it's been very dramatic panels with, like, close-ups of faces.
0: It's almost as though we're getting closer and closer to like, a climactic point in the story, and the dramatic tension is building.
1: I guess everything's gonna cascade.
0: Ah! Not for another 20 episodes, so don't get excited. But
1: yes. Um, yeah, so she gives her laptop to Jasper's, uh, and she actually uh, dismisses him. She's like, thanks for, like, being a good, um a good sprite, but I don't really need you anymore because I'm not going on your quest. Uh, and Jasper's is like, Oh, like I love you a lot. Like I've always loved you. Um, and I think like whatever made me it really, really, really wants you to do the quest. And I think it's, it's important, not just for the prize, but also for you. Uh, and she's like, well, I'll think about it then. And he's content with that.
0: It's really sad. This scene is yeah. so sad.
1: It's really poignant.
0: It's really um, it's it's really poignant and it's like I don't know. It's like Rose's Rose's completely derailing this game.
1: Yeah. And she's really not like like Jasper exists to love her and she's just like dismissing him. Yeah. And he's like I'm happy that I got to be your cat for a little while longer even if I was also a princess ghost.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is, I love you, Rose. This is an exact quote. I love you, Rose. I always have, even when you were a little girl and I was in a live cat. And I just... Ah! Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Rose is releasing him, which I'm pretty sure that is how it works, bud.
1: Yeah. To address <laughs> your
0: note. Um, yeah. I think either um, sprites or, like, players can choose to release each other or whatever.
1: Yeah, we see we see that later. Yeah. Um, and he
0: so
1: does have Nepa to, to talk to, so it's not like he's all alone. That's true. Um, so now we switch to Dave, who's also getting uh, hassled by three trolls. Uh, and first is Gamzee, um, who starts off in a very weird way saying he's going to, like, school Dave. hmm Like, go to the human school building.
0: Yeah, like, in like, the most, like, backwards alien language possible.
1: Yeah, and... At first, Dave's just like what, and then he's like, "Oh my god, that's right! You're the best troll," <laughs> which is really great. Like, I'm I'm happy that this was like the the reaction that Dave had to hmm.
2: Um,
1: but he kind of ruins it because he um, well, he completely ruins it because he's like, "Oh yeah, like I, you don't. It hasn't happened for you yet, but uh, I like." told you about the insane clown posse and you had a crisis of faith and like, I destroyed your life and now he does it again. Like that was in another timeline and now he does it again. Uh, just for kicks.
0: It wasn't in another timeline. It's a stable time loop. Okay. Because, um, he, it happened months ago for Dave.
1: Right. That's something we should mention also that, um, last time we checked in, it's been three days for Dave.
0: Uh, Yes.
1: And now it's been months.
0: Oh, uh, no, no. I mean, like, it was a conversation that they had before they ever started playing Suburb.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, because uh, I was thinking that this was, like,
0: Time too sure much.
1: Day. Like, Dave was, like, going very fast.
0: Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no,
1: it's, still, it's, it's still confusing, just, though. It's three, it's, it's three days, Dave.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Three days, Dave. Like... Like, three days, Grace. Like, if
0: it was Grace, but it's, instead it's Dave. My friend's cat's days name days. is Grace.
1: oh I have a co-worker named Grace. Very nice. Um.
0: So, yeah, Dave is she... Well, so, like, I don't think Dave realized, like, the extent to which it was a crisis of faith, because he was like, yeah, you were, like, freaking out. And then we, like, rapped for a while, and it was cool. And so, I don't think... I think the implication is that he doesn't even necessarily realize that this is what's going to uh, precipitate the crisis of faith. That's sort of left ambiguous, but, yeah, he sends him the video for um, Insane Clown Posse's hit song Miracles.
1: <laughs> um, and it breaks Gamzee.
0: Yeah, Gamzee doesn't like it.
1: He's, He's enraged by the video. He, yeah, he calls it blasphemy, and he goes spade eyes for the video.
0: Yeah. Um, or for Dave? No, Perhaps. I think
1: it's for, like, I think it's for the, like, um... For the ICP like,
0: guys.
1: Yeah, like, Briska is spade eyes for David Cage.
0: No, she's heart eyes for him.
1: No, she's... Oh, you're right, yeah. She's heart eyes we'll, for
0: him. Carcat we'll spade le-
1: we'll eyes Well, like for that. Her. You're right. But, like, um, like that. But spade eyes for ICP.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you don't have to... It doesn't have to be a person. I don't... Or, like, I don't get that. in the flesh.
0: Yeah, that seems weird.
1: I mean, you can just, like, see a picture of someone and be hard eyes for them. I guess so. And you see a video of someone sacrileging your religion.
0: That doesn't seem like a spade-eyes thing. That seems like a just actual rage thing. But, I don't know. Trolls are mysterious.
1: And Gamzee especially, so.
0: Gamzee! Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) Um... And so he goes... So, yeah, he, um... He's drawn really realistically, and he, like goes Super Saiyan, and he calls it hero mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, it, the, the narration is like, this is completely pointless, because all he does is, like, stand there and be mad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and now Dave talks to Equius.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so I will say, like, okay, there's a lot of cool machination going on in this plot, but I have to say that the logic behind who talks to whom and when uh, is often just like, because the plot needed it to happen now.
1: Right, yeah, I, I definitely this at this point I feel like now that the floodgates are opened for um, all the trolls talking to all the humans we're kind of just like rattling off checklists of interactions. Right. Like, Rose and Dave just like this this week, arbitrarily get three trolls each talking to them. Yeah. And like there are reasons for the plot but like it's not it's not predetermined by anything that we've seen so far. It's just like, Oh yeah. Now I'm talking to you and now I'm talking to you.
0: Right. Which I mean like the whole, like the nature of the the trolling application, like, and you know what I mean? Their access to the whole timeline and everything like that sort of, like,
1: it makes it arbitrary. It makes yeah. it
0: arbitrary, but like it was a little bit like plotty, but at this point now it's just like, they're just talking anyway. So David's going to talk to you. Equius.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, it's, um, so Equius is, like, I don't understand human class because it doesn't seem to be associated with blood color, and also, you don't type in your blood color, so how do you even know? And Dave, um, continuing with his theme of, like, deliberately misleading the trolls about human society for kicks, is, like, yeah, it's determined by how good you are at rapping. In, like, way more Dave language than that.
1: Yeah. Um, And Equius is like, that sounds like nonsense. Um, And Dave's like, no, no, it's true. Um, And he basically, uh, after some uncomfortable uh, masochism from Equius, commands Equius to start, well, he suggests it, but then Equius takes it as a command Mm -hmm. uh, to start rapping. And like, Equius is like, I have, oh, I'm like, cultured in the fine arts, but... I've never really been much, been one for much poetry. Um, I have some private poems, but I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure why I'm. Okay, Equious is like, okay, alright, that's my voice for Equious now. (laughs) Um, I have some private poems, but I'm not sure that I want to share them. And Dave's like, you will deprivatize them. And Equious just starts sweating.
0: (laughs) Then Dave, Um, like, raps a whole bunch. He's like, you seem wound up, and, like, basically, like, says, like, you're bad at, I'm really good at rapping and I have a lot of money and you're bad at rapping and also you're gay. Well, no, you're bad at rapping and you're creepy which is completely accurate and you're gay which <laughs> is like a dumb thing to make some fun of someone for. And then yeah, Equius he, is like, like, that was super good. Well, he,
1: like what he says is like, your, uh, your poems must be very, very homoerotic.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he says, then, I bet Aquarius... you've
0: seen more cocks and dicks than I've got clocks and they got ticks.
1: Right. Because
0: he's the time guy. you get it?
1: Which, yeah, which all, like, homophobia aside, that's really good. It's
0: really, it's, like, funny. And i like, because the thing is, like, it's sort of, it's also, like, it's not just homophobic. Like, it is also hitting on the fact that, like, Equius just is a giant creep.
1: And also he has, like, a bunch of nude portraits.
0: Yeah. Like. Of
1: Centaurs. So like he super all... is a
0: giant perv.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so then he starts rapping and it's actually like it starts off like he has some pretty impressive rhymes.
0: Yeah, Equus is good.
1: Like he yeah, like they're like I don't know, like structurally impressive. Like his whatever consonants and all that, like is good. Assonance um, and
0: alliteration.
1: Yeah, and exactly. Rhythm. Um yeah. But then it kind of just devolves into all being about muscle beasts and sweat.
0: And, the, and, and their milk.
1: And their milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so and, gross! And at first it's Dave was so like, gross. ah, yeah, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is really cool. Uh, and then as it gets weirder, uh, Dave's just like, uh, please stop.
0: <laughs> it's really bad. Um, He's, like, also in the middle of this, um, Dave is, like, trying to pull a sword from, I think he's in the Crocodile Temple now, and he's trying to pull a sword um, out of a thing. We're never told what it is, he just refers to it as a thing. We see him do it, but it's, like, sort of an undifferentiated mass. Um,
1: Sword in the stone, yeah, whatever. So,
0: yeah, so then they, so then Dave is like, all right, I need you to stop rapping, which he does, and then um, Equus tries to, like, bond with him over, like, so... Right now, Dave has, like, one half-sword kind as a Specibus, because a million years ago, um, i.e., like, a couple days ago for him, um, he broke a sword and ended up having to, like, fight with that for a while, so he has that Strike Specibus. And Mm -hmm. Equius is just really strong and um, breaks his bow all the time, so he has one half-bow kind. And so he's like, ah, you were trained to be strong from a very young age as well, and now you're too strong to, like... Use weapons properly, and Dave's like, "I just have right. I just broke a shitty sword." Like, what are you talking about?
1: Echias also um, apparently has watched Dave, Dave's timeline, and seen like the same, um, like the progression of training with Bro, the mm-hmm. like, quote unquote training with Bro, where Bro is actually just like
0: wailing uh, on this child with a puppet.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that Therese saw last time, right. uh, but Echias takes it as just like, "Oh, you've been trained to be very strong." Just like me.
0: Yeah. Which Um, and it's it's funny and then but then then Dave like okay he like cuts down a pillar. He's like Mm -hmm. so Dave like realizes that he can't get the sword out. Um. So as he's still talking to Equius and like Equius is watching him through the viewport. He's like he wants to get the sword. So he ultimately just slices a pillar in half and like has it fall over and like snap the sword.
2: Mm. off,
0: like, the part of the sword that is sticking out of the thing, and Equeous is like, I need a towel. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, <laughs> instead of a towel, he grabs, um, Riska's Connor poster, which has, her, like, uh, her well, little. Okay.
1: Like, hold on, on it. What? Hold on. Um, as Dave is slicing through the pillar, yeah. and he, like, makes a pose with that, like, the broken sword yeah. outstretched... He's like, I am your king now, B-word. Yeah. <laughs> and Echoes is just like, I need a towel.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dave's, like, kind of playing him a little bit.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: But it's also that, like, just Dave is a cool kid, and that's, like, how he operates anyway. Like, he would have done that yeah. if he was alone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... <laughs> he drives himself off with the with the stupid poster. And then, then he acquires... So... <sighs> Alex, I'm sure you've read by now my pronunciation notes, but how did you think you were supposed to pronounce the name of this sword?
1: Caledwitch.
0: Oh, okay. Caledwitch. So the name of the sword is Caledful, Um which I had to look up on the wiki.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And it's
0: Welsh, and it's mm-hmm. spelled C-A-L-E-D-F-W-L-C-H. So it's, it's the W-L used as a vowel, as, as, as the Welsh do. And, um, I'm going to avoid saying it as much as possible because I feel really weird saying it. Um, and I, I have to tell you that the first several times I read this story, um, I never thought that it was supposed to be pronounceable Welsh. I thought it was supposed to be key smashing.
1: <laughs> and the joke
0: is that everyone thinks it's Welsh, but it's just key smashing. But no, apparently it's Welsh. Oh my really God,
1: that's amazing. <laughs> that would be so funny.
0: Yeah. That's really good. It's a little underwhelming that it just actually is Welsh. <laughs>
1: also i mean it also makes it funny that it is and you thought it was a joke that it wasn't
0: true boy those welsh people
1: yeah that's how you
0: say it nailed it
1: you know you know that bind right uh no Uh, of the weather person. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah perfectly yeah. pronouncing like the longest place name.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one.
1: And it, I know that it ends with go-go goth.
0: Yeah. Go, go 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 gadget Welsh Goth. <laughs> Dave and Terezzi um, are gonna have a conversation now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're great. Terezi makes an actual insight. Um, where she draws a parallel between Carcat being tormented by his past and future selves, uh, with Dave getting bailed out by his future selves constantly, um, and she asks him like, "When does present Dave get get to be in the spotlight?" And he says like, "I don't know. I guess like when I become future Dave." And she's like, "The funny thing is like that's what always, that's what Carcat's always said."
2: And
0: Dave is like not having it. Like he's not into being compared to. Um, yeah. I believe he refers to him as a Gulf of shit at some point. He does not like being compared to Carcat. Also, um, I, so, uh, the reason that Terezi starts making the comparison is because initially it's that, so they're, they're flirting. Um, and then, um, Dave mentioned something about, like, Carcat mentioning that, um, they should cut out this flirting nonsense and, and, uh, you know, you're kind of up in my grill and, uh, you know, Carcat told me to, like, watch out for you and, uh, he's like, so, are we flirting? Like, that's what's going on here, right? And she's like, I guess. But, like, that's no fun once you have to, like, explicitly, like, call it out, like, in the middle of the interaction. Um, and... But so, like, there's an exchange where she's, like, asking if she's really up in his grill or not. And it's like... I, I guess I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But it's <laughs> it's really funny. They, they go on for, like, I don't know, an entire paragraph. Just with this grill metaphor and it ends with (laughs) what Dave is like, what what I'm saying is you've got a front row seat to the Brown side of my burger. How's it smell? (laughs) Tracy says it smells like delicious burning animals. And they're my favorite dyad. Maybe in the whole comic, maybe I love these kids.
1: They're, they're good.
0: That's really it, though. That's all that happens in this conversation. Oh, and then Terezi warns. Um, Terezi's like, "I want you to take your shades off," and he's like, "Nah." And then Terezi's like, "You're about to fall asleep. I don't know why, but you are. So make sure you summon Dave Sprite to protect your butt." Um, which he just yeah, because um, he's
1: because he's taken this sword, um, and now the like the <clears throat> the things are coming after him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so he summons Dave Sprite and. Dave Sprite and him are just like, sup? Mm
2: hmm
1: Um, and so Dave Sprite, um, basically tells him, like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, protect you while you're asleep, and then I'm gonna bounce.
0: Like, I'm releasing myself.
1: Yeah. Um, and Dave's like, okay, where are you going? And he's like, I don't know, I guess I'll, like, look for bro. I don't know where he went to. That, like, that cagey bastard. (laughs)
0: That dude is fucking inscrutable. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I've been calling people inscrutable a lot lately, so... Good. That's a good word. It's a really good word. Um, we find out that the name of the denizen who is sending all of these monsters after Dave is Hephaestus, which if you recall from the depths of your memory, was the name of Dave's browser.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do you
0: remember? Remember? I told you yeah. it was important! I told you it was important!
1: I mean, I would have I would have assumed that it was important because it was like a mythical name anyway, but... Thanks. It's
0: important. It's the foreshadowing. Um, it's the kind of thing that, like, you don't really notice until your first read through, and then it's like, Whoa! Right. <laughs> you have, like, your first reread, and then it's like, wait a minute, so much, like, preceded... So,
1: yeah. So, like, there's a joke here um, where, like, Dave Sprite explains, like, the Khalidlach, um... That's not it. Khalidlach.
0: No. Foch.
1: Khalid Yeah.
0: I just say, I just in, say the legendary sh- the legendary you
1: wrote, of shit. You wrote that wrong. That I said it
0: rhymes
1: with. Oh, Calidphal.
0: Khaled,
1: yeah. Um, or, Dave's like, why is there like a Welsh thing in this game? And Dave's right, just like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, why is there like a Greco-Roman thing in this game? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, it turns out that Hephaestus is waiting for his forge, uh, and he's getting restless, and the forge. Is Jade's volcano.
0: Ooh. And in Dave's timeline, um, the forge was never lit because. Dave Sprite. Oh, yeah, Dave Sprite's timeline. Because didn't Jade die? John yeah, died, J- and then I think yeah, Jade, Jade they didn't bring in. Jade in never
1: came in, yeah. So uh, Hephaestus never got his forge in Dave Sprite's timeline.
0: Oh, man. They still give me the heebie jeebies thinking about that session.
2: Woo.
1: Mm hmm.
0: A little weird. Okay, so anyway, I don't know. Well, it's kind of poignant when you think about it, because then it's like, all right, so here's Dave Sprite, who, like, has gone through... Well, okay, wait, so, so first of all, the one important little bit to mention is that, so part of Dave's personal quest, according to Dave Sprite, is that he actually is supposed to break the sword. Like, he wasn't going to be able to remove it gently. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so, so the next panel is just um, Dave, like...
2: Uh,
0: Dave gets knocked out. Riska- Riska knocks him out, um, telepathically, kind of to- Mm -hmm. to undercut Terezi, basically. And, um, Dave's- Dave Sprite is there, he's this, like, small orange, like, silhouette holding a sword with, like, giant wings, and there's just, like, a million ogres, like, staring him down, and the ogres are, like, building size, and his- his, you know what I mean? Like- he no longer gets to be Dave. Like, his own life has kind of been forfeit. Slash, so he decided a long time ago to forfeit his own life to, like, protect this alternate version of himself. And now he's here, like, again, like, kind of putting himself on the line to, to protect him while he's been knocked yeah. out. Um,
1: yeah, he does say that, like, he does say um, before they part ways that, like, Dave, since Dave has, like, hit the stable time loop thing down, mm-hmm. he should be good like he's 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 protecting himself basically. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's still So it's like sad. after
0: this after this you'll probably bail yourself out of every jam, but like mm-hmm. I'm here for you and then I'm going to go and it's like oh man, like I feel like Dave and Dave Sprite's relationship might be like one of the most interesting in this comic.
1: It is, especially since like it's said in so few words. Yeah. Like, they're just like like Dave, when he's not like expounding, is very terse mm-hmm. and with himself, he's extremely terse because he doesn't need to impress himself. Right. He just needs to like riff with himself.
0: Right. And it's, I mean, anytime Dave is talking, when Dave, whenever Dave is being honest or serious, he goes from like very highly expressive to extremely terse. And so, I don't know.
1: Mm, you're right, yeah,
0: he obviously clearly has a very intimate relationship with Dave Sprite in a way because like you have to, but at the same time it's like the terseness and the guardedness like it's just amplified because it's this echo chamber of that, but also all of these intense emotions, and it's just like I don't know, it's a lot
1: yeah i I hope I mean I guess i'm I hope they don't stay separated forever because this' is an interesting relationship. Um, but I do know that, uh, sprites can die, I guess. Mm-hmm. hmm So... Um, so, yeah, so Dave Sprite, uh, rises to meet these attackers. And meanwhile, uh, Jack is peering down into this scene through a crack in the, like, the giant record that they're inside of, basically, or underneath.
0: Oh, that's what that's supposed to be. Okay. I thought that it was just, like, elsewhere... Jack is doing this thing, but I guess if they're underground, then he can see.
1: Well, they are underground. I don't know if he's actually seeing them, because what he's doing is he's pulling a sword out of this crack in the record.
0: Right. He, like, he arrives, um, and sees something that looks, I don't know, it's sort of like a katana-looking thing. It's not, it's not like Dave's sword. Um, and it's, there's a, there's a huge crack, um, in this record, uh, not running all the way across, it's just in, like, one corner. And um, there's this sword sticking out of it. It's kind of like crackling with like heat or something. But, you know, Jack is basically omnipotent at this point because he's got the, the power. of You guys, I just accidentally gave Alex a giant spoiler. And I don't want to spoil you guys too. So I'm not going to say what it is. But I told him something important about what happens to Jack later. It's something really important. I messed up. We're sorry,
1: so Jade is here, and she's dreaming,
0: unfortunately, yes, <laughs> so keep in mind that jade um Jade's dream self um wait died Jade's dream self died, we did see that right, yeah, okay
1: um right, when John's woke up
0: right, so he got there just in time to like not be able to save her,
1: yeah. Um, he, uh, so Jade is dreaming, she, so her dream self is on her bed and it's surrounded by her tangle buddies and there's a really weird song. It, it sounds like, um, like a home, like a Homestar Runner, like jingle. Yeah.
0: But with like whispery vocals.
1: Just like with like a really like phoned in, like deliver Delivery of the lyrics and that sounds lo fi and with like a clinky piano underneath. Right. um, In a very like intentional way. Um, uh, So it turns out that this is all happening inside a bubble Um, and that this bubble is somewhere in the sky above Durse. And Dream Dave takes off his shades to look at the bubble. And we see that his irises are, like, blood red. Have um, we not
0: seen that in the comic before? I thought we saw that when he was a baby.
1: Uh, I don't think it was. I didn't notice when he was a baby. okay.
0: Yeah, Dave's eyes are red.
1: Um,
0: that's, like, as in that's not an effect for this, this scene. Like, they really are just red. Which is why yeah. a lot of artists on Tumblr, if you've ever seen Dave rendered as albino a lot of the time, it's not just, like, a fan tradition. Like, it's... Very reasonable interpretation of the fact that he, like, has red eyes on top okay. of
1: everything else. I see. So.
0: Cool. Um A little fact for you.
1: I've I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I can't remember. Oh,
2: yeah. Ever
1: seen that. But cool, if I see that, now I know. mm mm-hmm. um, uh, So now is inside um, Jade's dream, uh, and it starts to get, like, distorted. Um, the squiddles become a little more menacing, uh, and then everything starts flashing rainbow. Um, and Feffery is, like, dancing with joy, and Jade is, like, dancing with fear.
0: Yeah, basically, like, she's, she's, uh, she's staring at Feffery, who's shown with, like, these flickering rainbow lights, like, all over her, like, very alien-looking face in this panel, and, um, or in this flash, And then um, things get more and more distorted, and then we sort of, like, zap into the center and into this, like, vortex.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And so this is, like, it feels like a hyperspace tunnel, like, with things flashing by on the sides. Uh, And those things are mostly um, what one can assume to be the silhouettes of the old gods, like, betentacled beasts. Uh, with like flashes of beaks and eyes, uh, and they keep going by like th- like past the camera, like a Star Wars, like a Star Wars, uh, <laughs> faster and faster. Exactly like uh, a Star Wars. And the the hyperspace tunnel is like getting more red and white and black, and blah, and it's getting flashing faster and faster, and it's very epilepsy warning.
0: Yeah, it's extremely epilepsy warning. There's no actual ep- epilepsy warning, um, but no. But there should be one, and, um,
1: and yeah, and this is also all like over, over, like overlaid on static.
0: Yeah, it's like loud, pulsing, whirring sounds, like sort of mechanical sounding. You feel kind of like you're diving into the middle of like an enormous fan.
1: Yeah, and so this goes on for quite a while, and then uh, at the end of the tunnel, we see uh, Jade's bed floating uh, outside of a bubble, and she's asleep on it. Uh, And it's, like, floating out in front of uh, an absolutely enormous old god. And we finally see, like, close-up rendering of it. And it's, like, full of eyes and beaks and tentacles and teeth. And it's very evident that it's very far away from the bed, so it's very, very big, and it takes up the entire, like, the entirety of the space.
0: Yeah, it's really, really big. It's super cool. I'm, like, kind of a sucker for, like, cosmic horror like that, and I'm just like, yes!
1: It is pretty, it is pretty captivating to look at. Oh,
0: cool. it's so cool! Jade is not happy about it, though. Jade, like...
1: She, she wakes up with a very upset face, uh, and then the next panel is just her with the text, you suddenly understand jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like the first time that we see Jade, I think, like as far as I can tell, like the first time that I've seen Jade like upset Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because she's lived this kind of charmed life so far where like if she falls out of a building, the battle catcher and all this stuff, like,
0: her omnipotent pet parent will keep her safe
1: yeah and she just like can like kind of prance around obliviously Um, and now she's like been faced with cosmic horror in her dreams where she's always been like on a charmed golden moon
0: yeah seeing visions of the future and and hanging out with little, like, friendly pawn people and stuff. She's, like, she's really messed up. But fortunately, um, Feffery is contacting her already, like, in her waking life to be like, hey, I told you it's not so bad. And she's like, what do you mean? First of yeah. all, I don't remember that. And second of all, what do you mean not so bad?
1: Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that she was in Feffery's dream, or, like, Feffery shared her dream with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, since, um... The trolls, Durst, and Prospit are destroyed, um, the dream trolls, or the, what, uh, what Feffrey calls the post-dream-death-dream-self-dream. Yeah, that's exactly um, what she calls it, you're right. Um, is, like, in these bubbles that are, like, blown out by the old gods, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that's the only way they, they can dream, is if there's one of those bubbles. Uh, and But they can f- share those with each other, I guess. Yep. Um, and I guess the reason why Pfeffery was okay to sleep after Durst was destroyed is that as a Durst dreamer, um, she's more familiar with these old gods and not afraid of them. Right. Um, right, and remember Jade... that
0: Herlucis was basically an old god.
1: Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, Jade, however, is afraid of these guys um, and never wants to sleep again. Yeah. Um, and, um, she, like, she starts out really agitated and, like, freaked out, um, but then she, like, asks, after she asks, like, she pointedly asks Feffery to put away her cork, because, like, it's giving her a migraine to try to read it, which, like, same. <laughs> um, and so Feffery types normally, and then Jade comes down, and they're friendly, because they're both a bunch of earnest gals.
0: Yeah. They're they're
1: well suited to each other, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Jade remembers that Carcat wanted to talk to her once her robot exploded, um, and she doesn't know. She's like she doesn't know who it is, but she's like like the the worst one, the angry yelly one. And Fever is like, "Oh, you mean Carcat? <laughs> He's not so bad once you tune out his yelling."
0: Yeah. It's like, I definitely think that we do as readers at this point, like, if you really look at what he says, he never stops being, like, incredibly hostile, but you just don't even notice it anymore. (laughs) And that's, um, that's, oh, and so then what she's, what she's trying to remind her to do is, uh, a long time ago, Carcat um, told her, you know, one day your robot's going to explode, and when it does, I need you to talk to me. And, um, her robot has now just exploded, and so she needs to talk to him and she wasn't going to but Feffery encourages her and so she does and that's where we leave them this week
1: yeah and just on the last panel um we see this like more detailed art of Jade and she looks just so sad now like not like actively like tearful yeah but just like she looks empty now like something really important has been taken away.
0: Which it totally has. I mean, you know, she grew up alone. Like, Prospect was the place where she had friends. Like, mm-hmm.
2: it was
0: it was a big thing for her. It was, I don't know, it was a big thing for her. and And she was really involved with her dreams, right? Like, she had trouble remembering, like, what happened in a dream versus what happened in real life. And so, mm-hmm. like, it was really, I mean, I think it was really traumatic for her. It's really traumatic for someone to die, period. And then, like, you know, like, she experienced that. Um, and then now she dreams in this horrifying place. Like, that's that's a lot to be grieving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, thanks for listening.
0: Wait, do we have questions?
1: We do. Um...
0: So we're gonna do questions first. Um, if you want to ask us a question, you can find us On Tumblr or on Twitter, we are Podcast in both of those places. And you can send us an ask on Tumblr, or you can send us a mention on Twitter or a DM. Any of those things are just
1: fine. So, Pastor did something interesting this week, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. I have a question, and you have a question. Oh. So I think I'll just do mine first. Mine is to jot down a quick blank of blank prediction list. For the twelve trolls. Oh, okay. So yeah,
0: this the, is the, this is the ask that I keep being like. I he he's asked me about this like a while ago too, and oh, i was okay. just like that hasn't come up yet. Really, sorry.
1: Oh, so it's just okay. So it's just for the titles. Yeah. So it's it's one question, but asked to two people. Um, I really. I don't know if I can do twelve of these. Yeah. Um, let's, I, that's what in, i was saying.
0: Like, let's. In my notes, I I have it postponed until like. Things come up more specifically.
1: Yeah, like, the the meaning of the titles, like, just isn't apparent to me. Yeah. Um, like, the if there's, like, a system behind their, the way that they're, just, like, the the words that they have, mm-hmm. uh, it has not presented itself to me, um, besides a couple of, like, joke ones, like, Terezi being the seer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine that there's 16 jokes. Because, I mean, like, John's the, what, the Knight of Wind? Uh. The hero of Wind?
0: <laughs> the what of the, wind?
1: The Knight of Wind? Like, K-N-I-T? K-N-I-G-H-T?
0: Oh, I guess I should neither confirm nor deny. Well, we know, well, no, well, I'm pretty no, sure he's
1: been referred to it, as the heir. The air, yeah. Yeah, like, that... Like, whether you confirm or deny that to me doesn't mean anything, because, like, we already know he's the heir. I just forgot. Yeah.
0: I, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't remember whether we had seen that he was the heir or not. Um, and then, no. Like, have we seen what... Are
1: any of them... Because, like, if they're spoilers, they mean nothing to me.
0: Yeah. Like, I will
1: not remember.
0: I guess so. I, well, I don't um, want to read I, like, off anymore.
1: I don't know what the pool of verbs are. Or, like, nouns, I mean. Right. Like I have I have no I have no stake in this right now. Yeah, I know. Is the answer to your question.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We'll I, get back I to have it. No way to,
1: I have no way to answer this. Um the shows with the fields and the stuff asked if one of your parents or family members was your guardian, like mom, dad, and bro, who would they be? And what their defining feature be? Like pipe, glasses, lipstick, etc.
0: Oh. Wow. That's a good question. It's very creative.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want my dog to count.
0: Oh.
1: Um, and his item would be sometime like, when he comes back from the, uh, the groomers, like, um, he has, like, they give him, like, a bandana. Aww. Or, like, an ascot or whatever yeah. it is. And that's really, it's really cute when he has it on, and it's only for a few days, because, like just comes off eventually um and it's too much trouble to like keep tying it back Mm on. um but it's adorable
0: this little kerchief yeah they put that on my dog too it's really cute it's a
1: good it's a good it's a good thing to put on
0: um mine would be the easiest thing to think of is my dad would be my guardian and his defining feature would be like um a towel over his shoulder because he is the one who cooks in my family and he cooks an awful lot and he always 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 has a towel over his shoulder and as i have gotten older i have acquired the same habit oh it's a really efficient way like place to keep a towel
1: sure that's good that's good thanks for the question that
0: was a good question thank you
1: um and thanks for listening to our show
0: that's the end Um, we'll talk to you next week Oh, wait, I should see which pages to? we're going to read. Oh, not next week. Two weeks from now. But two weeks from now, we're going to tell you... Oh, oh, man. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> the spoiler happens next week. All right. I'm a jerk. Um, that's why it was so confusing for me, is because these readings are so close together. But, um... So... I think it happens next week. Pretty sure it does. Um, anyway... Yeah, we're gonna read pages forty-seven, fifty-one through forty-eight, forty-one, and we'll tell you about it in two weeks. Enjoy the beginning of the Halloween month.
1: Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at CrunchLeaf and on Tumblr at LeafCrunch.tumblr.com.
0: Oh yeah, I'm BrickChip on Twitter and on Tumblr. I like do not even look at my Tumblr anymore. So, but I mean, like uh, you can message me on there. I guess I'll see it eventually.
1: You should look at my tag, Lydia. Yeah. Yeah, you should do it on air.
0: On air? Okay. Uh here we go, we're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, Leafcrunch.tumblr.com slash tag slash Lydia. Do My favorite my favorite homestuck thing TM is when you bump is when something you bump into is so vague and casual that like anybody could see it and enjoy it. But your homestuck sense. That filthy fucking homestuck radar you've got there. That thing you earned from Home Shit Stuck Academy after thousands of pages of asinine yet captivating circle jerk web content. It just starts beeping. And you know. You just fucking know. At one point I was talking to a friend of a friend and they seemed pretty cool, but then they used the word abscond and I looked at them and I could see the fear in their eyes because I knew their secret. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, anytime, anytime someone says it keeps happening, I'm like, Shh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. But <Wait>, there's more.
1: <laughs> and, well, anytime, from now on, anytime you call someone inscrutable.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I didn't get that from Homestuck, though. I got that from, I think I just, I just, invent, I just coined that one myself. But I, I think a lot of my, my humor does kind of spring from having read Homestuck. I think it was pretty influential. Um, also, uh, the one thing that I have noticed influences a lot of people is the way that um, Hussy tends not to use contractions, and I've noticed that that's become a pr- that's like diffused pretty widely.
1: I I don't know if that is from Homestuck. It's not exactly
0: just... from Homestuck, but it's kind of from his like sector of the internet. And I definitely there's like a bunch of creators that have explicitly copped to like. You may notice that I, I don't just, use a lot of those now, and it's because I read this thing.
1: I think it's just like a cadence thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like I think, I think it, it's a it's a cultural cadence. Like I don't think it's a homestuck thing, but I think it's like a that the sector of the internet it sort of originally it's crawled a homestuck out of.
1: adjacent thing.
0: Yeah. Um, All
1: right, I can see that.
0: We have a fish pitbull being mad. She's not getting her butt scratched. Uh, don't let Tumblr make you think it's okay to live in Florida. How does Tumblr make you think you're okay to make? make you think it's okay to live in Florida.
1: It's a joke, because you moved to Florida, and that's not okay.
0: Aw, aw. Wait, but I'm, you're not the one who typed it. It's a,
1: it's a joke. Aw. It just, I I read that, and I was like, oh, like Lydia.
0: Yeah, it's very hot here. Which was fun in the summer, but now it's fall, and it's still 95 degrees every day.
1: I mean, if if it helps, I reblogged that from someone who lives in Florida.
0: yeah. It's hot here. Very hot. Um, And then you have a pothole map of New Jersey, which is just the entire state of New Jersey covered in little map markers where every marker is a pothole. And there's just, you can't see anything. So it's all, it's pothole. It's accurate. It's accurate. It was really weird to come down here and be like, huh, the roads aren't all garbage.
1: This is our um, fan cast of my tag for Lydia on Tumblr. It's a
0: really good tag. You guys should check it out. You should just check out Alex's blog. Alex's blog is super good. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean... Mine's real bad. Thanks. Yours is good. I think it... You know what? It is good mostly because it's mostly animals these days. Yeah, right? And that means it's good content.
0: Yeah. Shh. Sure.
1: Although the first page is, like, mostly Adventure Zone right now.
0: I mean, I'm still told that that's good content, so.
1: A lot of really good Adventure Zone fan art. Aw. Bye!
0: Bye!